Welcome to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. This is Brian Kletter, the creator and host of the podcast. You can engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought or at Counterthought CEO and on our Facebook page, Counterthought Podcast. For audio versions of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And for video versions of the podcast, join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Welcome to Counterthought Podcast. This is the first live stream that I've done here on YouTube, so hopefully this goes well. Donald Trump has been charged. Last week he was indicted, today he was arraigned, and now he has officially been charged with 34 felony counts. That took place this afternoon. I mean, if if you were living under a rock, then you would have missed the coverage, but we were wall-to-wall coverage all day long across all of the the news channels, the cable news networks. I mean, it was helicopters hovering overhead. It was um, hundreds of New York City police officers lining around the, the courthouse there in New York City in lower Manhattan. It was reported $200 million expense by the city of New York in order to have your public safety department, your um, police officers, your um, other public safety personnel, the officers inside of the courthouse, the officers outside of the courthouse, the Secret Service and all of that. $200 million for one day, for one day for Donald Trump to show up for his arraignment in the lower Manhattan um, <clears throat> courts. <clears throat> and this is just, this is another witch hunt. Um, this is the Democrat Party's latest attempt at getting Donald Trump. They have gone, you know, Russia collusion, going back to uh, the 2015-2016 election cycle. Then they have the impeachment proceedings. Again, he was impeached twice, if you remember that. And and the second one finished up when he was out of office. And then they have now um, come here to the 34 felony count indictment and charges against him, all relating to, quote, falsifying business records in the first degree. District Attorney Alvin Bragg, he is the the white knight, right? The knight in shining armor for the Democrat Party. He says that falsifying business records is a first-degree felony because Trump did so with the intent to hide another crime. However, if there was no other crime committed, then these charges would not be felonies. They would be misdemeanors. So this is the, the crux of his legal argument. His argument is that the falsification of documents, and again, this goes back to the hush money, which is not illegal, paid to Stormy Daniels and maybe one other woman, that, that the purpose of that was to cover up another crime, which elevates this to, to a felony. If these were just misdemeanors, which I believe they are, then Donald Trump would only have to pay a fine and there wouldn't be any jail time because these are victimless crimes. These are uh, book bookkeeping errors. Again, just resolved monetarily with with a fine. So DA Bragg is already, uh, you know, under legal scrutiny by anyone, any lawyer who is actually, you know, 
abiding by the rule of law, you know, who is keeping their, their ethics and their morals of the legal system, of our legal system, they're already saying, you know, there, there is nothing there. And when D.A. Bragg was asked about, okay, well, what is the other crime that, that Donald Trump, you know, is hiding? He didn't have a response. He did not have a response. Now, the indictment itself, it's 34 counts. It's basically copy-paste for each and every single count. Each count, it says, you know, in bold letters, felony count, falsifying business records in the first degree. D.A. Bragg actually gave more details in the press conference after the arraignment. And he says, you know, that Donald Trump committed these crimes in order to, with the intent to hide another crime. But again, he never said what the other crime is. And that is key because there has to be another crime in order, again, for these to be felonies. Now, the next steps that was revealed is today, you know, April 4th, we have to now wait eight more months, eight more months until December 4th for the next court date. And the reports are that the expectation is for Trump to show up. Okay. So this next phase, which I believe is when his attorneys, the Trump attorneys and everything, well, his legal team will make a motion to dismiss the charges, you know, saying there's no legal founding, no legal basis for these charges to be brought. You know, this is a stretch. This is trying to inflate a, not only a misdemeanor to a felony, but also trying to um, take what would be Trump's federal, it would be a federal um, federal crimes, right? Federal misdemeanors because he ran for federal office at the as president. He didn't run for state office. So this is out of the jurisdiction. They would argue, his legal team would argue, this is out of the jurisdiction for D.A. Bragg to even bring these charges because Trump ran for federal office and not anything state level in New York. But December 4th, eight months, you know, that will be primetime 2024 election season, you know, and that's, you know, that's great for the Democrats. I personally, personally believe that this is all, this is all part of their master plan. Yes, this the indictment, the arraignment, the charges have brought Republicans to rally around Donald Trump. That was expected. They have brought Republicans to rally around Donald Trump. However, and I mean, say what you will about polls. We know going back to 2016, that polls can't really be trusted. Even in the 2020 midterm elections, polls again, I mean, the 2022 midterm elections, polls really can't be trusted because it looked like the Republicans were going to have this red wave and and they barely had a, a red, you know, anything. It was, it was, it was nothing. It was no tidal wave. It was, you know, maybe just a single crest breaking wave on, you know, the Gulf shores of Florida or something like that. But the latest polls coming out this week or the end of last week, you know, say once again, confirm Republicans rallying around Trump. However, the key voting block that Trump would need that he had in 2016 but lost in 2020 are the independent persuadable voters. And those voters, when asked if they think that it is, they agree that Trump should be charged, overwhelmingly, over 50%, say yes. 
So what is Trump bringing to the table <clears throat> that is going to bring those voters that he lost, that he had in 2016, lost in 2020, what is going to bring them back into his camp, into the Republican Party to vote for him in 2024? That's why I believe, you know, Ron DeSantis would be a better option in the law, in the general versus the primary. I think the Democratic Party's plan is to, you know, this is just part of the plan to bring these charges against Trump in order to get him to be the nominee because Biden, even though he has not officially announced, but Biden and the Democratic apparatus beat Trump once already. They beat him once already and they believe they can beat him again. So I believe this is just playing right in into their hand. This is what they want. And a lot of Republicans, you know, the forever Trumpers, they are going, they want Trump to be the guy. They are looking, they're not thinking clearly, in my opinion, long term. They're looking at, you know, the GOP primary, but they're not looking at the general. It doesn't matter if Trump wins the nomination for the Republican Party. That's not going to give any type of any type of control. You know, he's not going to be win the presidency. But that's the Democrat Party plan. And I implore, I think that's going to be the right term, that for Republicans to think about the end goal. Don't just fall for what the Democrat Party, what I believe that they are doing. They have always wanted Trump because they don't like what we stand for. They don't like what he stands for. He represented us well in 2016 through you know, his first term. He did great things policy, but he is undisciplined. People are tired of him. Again, not his base and not those in the Republican Party that voted for him before, but those independent voters that he lost in 2020. And there needs to be new blood, fresh blood that can win the general election against Joe Biden if or if he doesn't run whoever the Democrat Party puts out as their candidate. We have to think big picture and not play into the Democrat Party's plans. So Donald Trump, again, never before in history has a former president or active or current president, sitting president, been charged with a crime. So in the 240 plus years of our country, of our independence, you know, going all the way back to 1776, in almost 250 years of our country, this has never happened. Now the thought is that these are political, this is a political prosecution, and I do believe that. I've already detailed, right, that, that these should just be, if there is any actual law broken, it would be a misdemeanor. A misdemeanor. It's not illegal to pay hush money. So what is the other crime that Alvin Bragg is claiming that President Trump is trying to hide by paying that hush money? What is it? Again, he hasn't said. So Trump is being targeted with this political prosecution. He's basically a political prisoner. And the whole talk leading up to today was this um, was that the, this now crosses the Rubicon. That now the Democrat Party, they did this with the Supreme Court, nominees, you know, no filibuster, it just need to be 
50% plus one in order to, to confirm judges, in order to confirm Supreme Court justices. That backfired in their face in a fantastic way during Trump's term. You know, he got to nominate, he got to sit three Supreme Court justices, which is, I don't even know if that's ever been done before. It's definitely unheard of in, I think, in my lifetime, you know, 30 plus years on this earth. So it backfired in the Democrat Party's face then. So the thought is now that this could potentially be, could backfire in the Democrat Party's face. But it's more than that. They have now crossed this, this Rubicon, this threshold. There's no going back. They opened up, you know, Pandora's box and they cannot put the lid back on it. They have gone after Trump. Political persecution. What is stopping? And I would like to think that the, Republic, the Republican Party, Republicans, you and me, that we have better morals than to weaponize the the judicial system to go after political opponents, that we would not stoop to the level of the, what the Democrats have done, the leaders of the Democrat Party, the politicians in the Democrat Party, what they have done, that we would be that we would be better than that. But who's to say that we will, or if tempted, that they that the Republican would not bring, you know, hey, you know, they got a little Republican uh, district attorney or Republican AG and in this state or in this jurisdiction, in this municipality, you know, what's to say I'm not going to find something to charge, you know, a senator with or a representative or a governor nominee, I mean, a candidate. I would like to think that the Republican Party is better than that. But the door's been open. The lid is off. You know, it's out. Can't be put back in. So in, I guess, it seems to be a theme for the Democrat Party that this is how they operate. Especially the progressives in the Democrat Party. Those with Trump derangement syndrome are operating like this. And just be and beyond Trump derangement syndrome, the progressives, as I've talked about many times on this podcast, if you have not listened to any episodes or have missed some, go back. The fundamental flaw of progressivism is they go, keep going, keep going, keep going, just for the sake of progress, quote unquote. Just for the sake of progress. And what ends up happening is they end up falling off the cliff. They go too far. And this is another example of that. No long-term thought, no plan, or if it's a plan, it's short-sighted, no, no vision into the future and the consequences of their actions because they currently hold the power and they're always going to hold the power because there are more Democrats and more in the Democrat Party and um, their ideologies and everything control the systems in this country, institutions in this country, you know, media, colleges, your educational system, and currently, you know, the president of the United States, right? The executive branch, <clears throat> big corporations, everything that has significant influence, those top three or four systems within our within our country are all controlled by Democrats and more and more are being controlled by progressives. So what do they care about the consequences of the future? Because they believe that they're going to remain in power. That is what they believe. So they don't think long-term. And if they do, they don't care because they know 
that they'll just be, they'll continue to be in control and someone will soften the landing the best way possible. They'll just ram whatever it is, the consequences of their actions down the throat of other Americans, especially you and I, you know, we just pretty much want to be left alone. We're almost libertarian to a certain extent, conservative, Republican. We just want to be left alone. We want the government to do what the government's supposed to do, to be guardrails, you know, to, to, to have certain responsibilities, but just leave us alone. Let the states handle most of everything, you know, according to our constitution. But then you have progressive Democrats that are shoving everything onto us saying, no, 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 you have to, you have to do this because we want to do it. You have to do this because you, we want to do it. You have to accept it. You have to accept it. <clears throat> and now Pandora's box has been opened because they crossed this Rubicon of charging a former president with crimes, which seems to have no legal basis. So they've already been guilty of weaponizing the intelligence agencies, right? They've weaponized the DOJ. And now we've seen it in this regard, the continual rep weaponization of our justice system. And there's one, there's one theory that's floated around out there. I've only heard one person mention it. And I want to know your thoughts. There is this theory that this Trump um, legal process is going to go like this. Today on April 4th, 2023, he had his arraignment. He was charged with 34 felony counts. Again, of falsifying business records in the first degree. The expectation is that Trump and his legal team, you know, he already pleaded not guilty today, but when they reconvene, when they convene again on December 4th of 2023, that there will be motions to dismiss. They're not going to get the dismissal. It's going to go, then they'll appeal. It's going to go to the appellate court. And then because he's former president, it's going to work its way up and eventually find its way to the Supreme Court. And the thought is, the theory is, that the Supreme Court because of its justices and the conservative leanings of those justices, the Supreme Court will strike this down. And then, the, on the and this is part of the long-term plan, so maybe give the Democrat Party a little bit of credit if this comes true, that will then allow the Democrat politicians to say that, see, the political politicization of the Supreme Court because of the three conservative justices that Trump was able to nominate and seat on the court have subverted the rule of law and saved the individual President Trump who put them on the Supreme Court. That's a theory I've heard. I forget who I heard say it today, but only one person has said it. And it makes me wonder, is that the long, is that the play? Is it two parts? This gets Trump the GOP nomination. The expectation from the Democrats is that they will beat him again. And then long-term, this will also give more, I guess, political fodder, more talking points, more accusations, more attacks against Donald Trump and Republicans in this Supreme Court, which they want to remake, they want to expand, right? This will give more ammo, right, to make that argument for the Democrats, the progressives in that party, to say, oh, we need to expand the court. If ultimately this legal process goes to the Supreme Court and then they rule 
you know, in Trump's favor, and then Trump is exonerated, he's vindicated, and then the argument from the Democrats would be, well, that happened because he put three justices on the Supreme Court that don't abide by the rule of law. It's political, and we need to expand the expand the court. Is that the play? I don't know. Tell me what you what you think in the comments of this video. Either way, we will see how this plays out. Anytime any kind of action takes place in this in this legal case, it's going to be wall to wall coverage on all the cable news networks. But I will say, and I will remind you, do not lose track of everything else that is going on in this country. It has been a little over a week since the Nashville shooting, and there has been no manifesto released. And I think it's being suppressed because we know why the individual did what they did. We know why they did what they did, and it goes against everything that we have been told, and it puts a bad, a very bad light on the transgender community and the queer theory and everything that goes along with it. And don't forget of what's going on with China and Russia and Brazil and them coming together and taking and not using the petrodollar to back, you know, oil and Saudi Arabia now cutting production. Don't forget about all of these things. Do not lose track of this stuff because again, wall to wall coverage is going to is going to take place every time there is any type of action involving this Trump, um, these Trump charges, these trumped up Trump charges. It's going to be a huge distraction. It's going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. If you were ever to have anything bad come out about you in the news or ever had to report something but didn't want anyone to really see it, pay any attention to it, it would be on the days there is some type of action, like today, involving Trump in this case. But do not let this distract you from what is currently going on in this country and the agenda of the progressive left and the liberals within the Democrat Party. They want to remake, rebuild, tear down and rebuild the systems of our country because they believe they're evil. And they all and they do it all in the name of power. And it is time for you and I and the Republicans and independents, you know, live in reality, live in sanity, live according to values, good values, conservative values, live according to principles. Don't be based in ideology. Live according to the Constitution. Fight for our country because if we are asleep and not awake. We're going to continue to see the Democrats, the progressives, you know, globalists try to take, strip everything away from us all so that they can build up their treasure trove of power. And then we will not have any type, any type of freedom in this country. We have been like the shining city on a hill for almost 250 years. And for the first time in these almost 250 years, a former president has now been charged with crimes, political prisoner in our country, the country that stands for freedom and hope for every other country, all 200 plus countries in this nation, in this world. And now we are being run by some and being seen across the world as we have now lost the moral authority because of what is happening with President Trump. So you and I, we need to stay woke, not as wokeism, but 
to be awake and be alert to what is going on in this country so that we can save this country and we can regain power back in the executive branch, gain power back in the Senate, and begin to steer and right the ship for our country to bring us back to the Constitution, which is what made our country so great. Thanks for joining me for this first ever live stream. I'm going to try to do more of, more of these uh, in the future. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, thanks for joining me, and I will see you on the next episode of Counterthought Podcast. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at counterthought CEO or on Facebook at counterthought podcast.